You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. To Psalm 24. Psalm 24. Once again, we'll see Uh, Jesus in the Psalms, we'll see uh, here, as it talks about over and over, the King of glory entering into the gates. Makes us think of the triumphal entry. It's exactly the same imagery as is in Psalm 118, uh, just before the part that the people sang at the triumphal entry, of blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But before that, uh, we'll have a, a statement of God's governance and God's reign over all the world, which is quoted in the New Testament as well. And then a segment asking rhetorically, who is it can go up to God's holy hill? And what we'll see in that is we'll see that uh, it certainly looks like Jesus would be by far the best candidate to ever fulfill this passage. But in the text, it tells us of some others that he has invited to come along with him uh, through uh, his provision. So Psalm 24, let's just read the whole thing, then we'll go back. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and establish it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who will stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and doesn't swear falsely, he will receive blessing from the Lord, and the righteousness and righteousness from God, the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift up, O ancient doors, for the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So we start with the fact that all of this world is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That is quoted in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 26. I'll read it. It'll sound just like the Psalms. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That is a discussion of what meats one may eat and is meat by the very fact that somewhere, somewhere, someone, somewhere along the way waved this in front of an idol or said the name of an idol in a prayer over it, does that corrupt it? Well, no, it's still the Lord's. The Lord made it. It's all the Lord's. Now, that doesn't mean if you, you should eat it in an idol's temple. That doesn't mean if somebody informs you that, hey, we dedicated this to Zeus. Uh, why don't you dig in? Doesn't mean you should do that. But it doesn't mean that these things of men's vain imagination 
have changed the actual substance of the thing. That, that's not how that kind of corruption works. So we start with the all, all the things in the whole world belonging to the Lord and him having made it. Then the question, who can go to his holy hill? Who shall stand in his holy place? And we think, well, okay, who can go up to God and worship him? Well, those with clean hands and a pure heart. Those who don't lift up their soul to falsehood. Those who don't make deceitful swears. The, that one will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Well, in an absolute sense, who's the only one who's really ever had truly clean hands, a completely pure heart, never gone with any kind of falsehood, and never had any deceit? Well, there's only one. It's Jesus. And so uh, taking this as Jesus would be a pretty safe bet, except what is said next. He, this one who is pure in this way, seeking God, will receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation, such as the generation of those who seek him. So those who seek God, those who seek God faithfully, right, Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. Romans 4.5, faith is counted as righteousness. Well, here in verse 3, the people who do pursue this will receive righteousness from the God of their salvation this generation of people who do that, those who seek the face of the God of Jacob. So those who are faithfully seeking God will receive righteousness and be forgiven when they do fail in this if they're pursuing him faithfully. And so, no, it's not just Jesus, although uh, he is the ultimate example of all those things, but this is the blessing of God on those of faith. And isn't that the hope of the, of the whole Bible from first to last, the hope of those who have faith, that they can be made and receive righteousness from God. And so then we have that word that appears time to time in our Psalms, the word Selah. That word that means pause. Think about this. So we've got the faithful. We've got the faithful who come because they're seeking after God, who are allowed to come and ascend his holy hill, come to him, and now, here's the one to whom they come. Verse 7, as we go up that hill, and we see that what's happening up there in the place of holiness. Lift up your head, O gates. Be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who's the king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O gates, and lift up to them, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. And so here comes the king of glory. I think he's pictured here as leading his faithful ones up the hill. And, and, and honestly, if we're going to uh, uh, you know, ascend the hill of the Lord, who are we going to do it with? And whose wake will we, will we be following? We'll be following as he uh, brings us along. So who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts is the king of glory. And again, Selah. And so who's the glorious one? for whom all of ages uh, was waiting. Who's the one who fulfills all the promises? Who's the one that brings along those who seek after God and are faithful? Well, he's God himself too. He is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And so Jesus is the most fitting one of the first section. And he is obviously the one leading the way. 
in the second section. And so these Psalms, just again, as Paul quoted them in this Psalm, particularly in 1 Corinthians 10, these are concepts and views and promises that are eternal. Uh, they, they keep living. They're still with us. Uh, there, there's so many times we look at the, oh, the Psalms, it's the Old Testament, the Old Testament's all gone. This isn't gone, is it? Paul quoted it like it was still, still operative. The, the Lord of hosts, the, Lord, the world belongs to him. And these are the people who've always been invited to follow. And these are the kinds of people who do follow in faith. And this is his position. And so these things are still living as Paul uses them to prove a point to the Corinthians. Uh, this is not just that which is of old and has passed, but this is part of this, uh, you know, the, the conception, the instruction, the, the view of who God is is laid out in these Psalms. All right, with that, then we'll close, knowing that all the world is the Lord's. He's invited us to go up his holy hill with him if we seek him in truth. If tonight you need to come confessing him to begin that walk or confess sin to come back to it, we offer the invitations we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.